The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Oh, Victor, what would you say to that? Do you feel like there's truth in what she's saying? You feel like it's truth in what she's saying about the family members that aren't in agreement with your marriage is age as well as race? Somewhat, yes. And what would you say to those family members who aren't in agreement with your union based on those two things? By and large, I have uh, accepted their opinions without criticism. And uh, the theme is that I'm happy, and I want to be happy in the future, and let it go at that. Love is a treasure chest, but once opened, our hearts become vulnerable. I, I went back to Vegas. It was this guy. He appeared as a friend. Sure enough, it led to infidelity. Alignment can't be ignored. We talked about certain topics while I was having kids. She didn't want to have kids. Um, and... That was one of the red flags. And I know you desire marriage. So I think it's best you move on with your life. What you do, Lisa? What you do? I told him, okay. <laughs> she didn't ask me why. <laughs> I knew several other women's bodies better than I knew my own. I've, I watched their videos of them having sex, so I would try to imitate that. No discussion is off limits. Dear Future Wifey Podcast brings healing. You inspire us to try God a little bit more. Up through this platform, I realized that it's possible. It's possible to love again. The conversations have really helped me to change my perspective on relationships. Season 7 is all about tough topics. I'm Latarius R. Winfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Latarius R. Whitfield. Listen, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, can we get a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. We're on our way to hitting half a million subscribers. Listen, y'all have been rocking with me for the last three years, and I greatly appreciate you. Uh, this episode is going to be interesting. It's going to be great. I love when I get a chance to talk to uh, individuals who can put add a little wrinkle to my brain with their love story. And this episode, y'all going to love it. Um, if you haven't subscribed, I don't know what y'all waiting on. I mean, y'all DM me a lot and y'all be like, hey, listen, or I run into you at the grocery store. You'll say, hey, listen, I still haven't subscribed. But I've been watching you for three years. What's, what, what's up with that? I don't I don't understand that. That just doesn't make any sense. But listen, um, make sure that you do subscribe. We're going to have fun. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My homies, Victor Salvino and Angel Adam Salvino. How y'all doing? Great. All right. All right. Victor, you all right? That's great. You good. You good? So listen, I don't know when this episode will air, but from recording dates, how long have y'all been married? It will be three weeks uh, tomorrow. Three weeks tomorrow. And yes. tomorrow's date is the 28th. The 28th. October the 28th. That's when this episode is being recorded. Yeah. So y'all have been married for three weeks. Correct. How does it feel, Victor? Feels great. <laughs> what feels great, Victor? Been what feels waiting, so great? Been waiting a long time for this. How long you been waiting, Victor? 
How long have you been waiting for this? Well, probably six months. Six months. Six months. All right. So when you look at this, we have known each other longer than this, right, Angel? Yeah. We've, All right. We've known each other for about 16 years now. 16 years now. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, they always say, um, well, is this love deferred? Is this something that you've seen happening 16 years ago or did this just come suddenly? I would say it's more so deferred. You know, I was a lot younger then and had a lot more things to do. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to now, it was perfect timing. It made sense. And hence, we are married now. So a lot of y'all may have seen her in this viral video uh, the two of them in this viral video. Mm -hmm. um, last time I checked, it had close to half a million views. Um, you didn't expect that to, to happen, did you, Angel? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I did not. It was a total shock. I was just getting all types of messages like, hey, you on TikTok. Hey, you on IG. <laughs> like, see, I didn't see how many views on TikTok. So how many views did it get on well, TikTok? Well, that's where I first saw it. Like in the first couple of days, it was at 150. And... That I think she put it on there before my wedding planner, yeah. before she did IG. So I don't even know at this point. So, Victor, what do you think about all this? That people, uh, over half a million people have seen your wedding. I think it's a great thing. Uh, I have been so positive in terms of friends, close friends, uh, rooting for us. And it's all been good. All been good. And so um, let's talk about y'all's background. Angel, um, when I met you, you're, you're a friend of my sisters. and um, We're line sisters. Line sisters. Line sisters. Go ahead and shout your sorority Excuse out. Me? Oh, there it is. So, there it is. <laughs> and so y'all are sorority sisters. And um, you're also a therapist. Is that correct? Or did you say a counselor? Neither. I'm a mental health nurse practitioner. Mental health nurse. So, see, when you the videos you post, I get very much so counselor. Well, that's because my credentials cover that. I okay. am I'm, I am able to do that and more. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, you come from a line of entrepreneurs. Absolutely. My mother, my father, cousins, aunties. So. Me having stuff and doing my thing is nothing new over here. So what do you do? Uh, what, what's your profession now? So I have my own clinic, mental health clinic, where I treat medication management. I do provide cancel. And I have a team of other nurse practitioners as well. Oh, so you have a whole company that you're running over there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so how did you meet Victor 16 years ago? So we had mutual friends uh, July 4th. 2007. Okay. Just out and about. And, um, so 4th of July. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Victor showed interest and, uh, Victor, you showed interest. Well, we had, uh, mutual friends and, uh, I hey, had the turn the microphone down for me. Okay. I had the opportunity. No, just twist it. Yes. Yes. To, um, visit very casually with Angel at the time. I asked her for a number several weeks later. I, I called her for a dinner date, and to my surprise, she accepted. <laughs> wow. So what yeah. made you accept that? You said 16 years ago. At that time, how were you, Angel? I was 27. How were you at that time, Victor? I was probably about 74. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how old are you now? 
I'm 90. How old are you, Angel? 43. 43. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a sort of an age gap there, right? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> so Victor, you said you saw this little 20-something-year-old and you, and you said, hey, I want your phone number. I want to take you out, huh? Well, six months ago, um, kind of a reunion with her family. And uh, a week or two later, I said, Angela, what do you think about palling around with a 90-year-old man? <laughs> That's Her it. response. That's it. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> see, see. What, what'd you say? What, what'd you say, Victor? What'd you say? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> as, as you say, Angel. Yeah. <laughs> why do why you say that? <laughs> <laughs> you funny. See, why he trying to expose me? Tell here. the truth. This uh, is to keep it lit on the Dear Future Wifey <laughs> podcast. Uh, Well, we we do have a joking relationship, but I already knew Victor goes like full fledged. You know what I mean? So I already knew where he was trying to go with it. And I just had to make sure. Were you not trying to get married? No. So when you looked at your life, did you see yourself getting married at all? Uh, uh, yes, I did. Just, I, just not the soon? It wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't at the front of my plate. You know what I'm saying? It just, it was like, okay, it might happen. If it do, it do. If it don't, it don't. So are you, are you the type that's more focused on career? You know, you hear all this stuff in social media where you have women more focused on career and, and putting love in the back burner? Yeah, I would say I'm very focused on my career because it makes me happy and being a good mother makes me happy. And if I was to be dating in there, that made me happy, too. But as far as marriage, you wasn't trying to do that right now, even though you're in your 40s. We just joked about it. (laughs) You just joked about marriage? (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't. Again, I wasn't against it. (laughs) But, you know, like how a lot of females are. Really like this. I want everything, the house, the man, the this and that. Um, I wasn't real strong on that yeah. during that time. But So let's, let's, fast, uh, let's rewind back. Back in the 16 years ago, mm-hmm. was, was Victor trying to marry you then? Yes. <laughs> you were trying to marry then, Victor? <laughs> yes, he was. Okay. So, I mean, that was really off the table. But <laughs> Why was it off the table then? Well, in your 20s. Right, exactly. Yeah, you I, had some living. Right, I hadn't had kids yet at the time. Uh, so it was just a lot of things I wanted to do. But, you know. Now, we, Victor, how did you take that? Did you take it as rejection or you understood? Pardon? How did you take that? Did you take it as rejection or did you understand? No, no. I've, you know, almost from the very beginning, I had a special love for Angel, not in terms of being husband and wife, but just great friends. And um, it was something that uh, developed for 16 years. And uh, I think we surprised each other with respect to our marriage, but I'm very happy about it. (laughs) You see, I surprised each other. Mm -hmm. You see, surprised each other. Mm -hmm. And so were y'all still in touch with each other for those 16 years, or did y'all leave, like lose contact and then kind of rekindled? Yes, that is what happened. We kept contact, I think, up through maybe 2016, 17. He actually got married between that time. And uh, obviously that did not work. <laughs> How long were you married, Victor? How long were you married? Um, well, my first wife 
and all my family uh, over 50 years. My first wife passed away um, at age 76, and um, I had no intention of remarrying, but just one of those things that came about, and I was married for four years. Four years. Yes. So the and second time you were married for four years, the first time, how many years were you married? Um, over 50 years. Over 50 years? Yes. How many kids did you have out of that marriage? Five. Five kids in 50 years. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And yeah. so um, you lost your first wife at the, she was at the age of 76. Correct. And then you said, I don't think I'll ever remarry again. Why? Uh, I just had that feeling that I really didn't want to remarry my children, uh, five. They have great children, my grandchildren, and the grandchildren now have children. So I have 25 great grandchildren as of December this year. Yeah. And he really loved his first wife. Yeah. He really did. He, He still talks about her to this day. Well, that second one. Well, what about the second one? Mm. Uh, we're not going to talk about that second yeah, one. Yeah, that okay. second one was something vicious. <laughs> she used to try to call me and stuff. And For real? How she find out about you? Are you talking about back we, then? Well, yeah. Like I guess she would go through his phone. You know, we just talked in yeah. there, and she, yeah. So that was bad. We're glad that's over, and she's gone. And put it this way: I filed for divorce. Yeah, he thought he. Yeah, yeah. You said I, I want out. <laughs> and most of the time, women are the ones who file. Yeah. And so you said you wanted out so bad, you filed for divorce. Yeah. And so um, and so after that second marriage, that's when you met Angel? Well, what took place is I lost her number. I lost my cell phone. I changed my number due to uh, circumstances of hacking and so forth. Right. So uh, March 5th. She contacted an employee of mine, asked that I give her a call. The purpose, her father had passed. Oh, yeah. And I knew her father and uh, the entire family were friends, just like Angel had been. So um, at that moment, she was preparing to vacation with her children and family in the Dominican Republic. So I put on hold for 10 days or so, and when she returned, we came together with all the family, and it was a great reunion, and we talked a little bit uh, beyond that, and I just put the question out there, would you pal around with a 90-year-old man? (laughs) (laughs) To paddle around with a ninety-year-old man, <laughs> so, and so, so you said your family. So you were you already knew her family and everything. Yes. Did she know yours? Did she know your families? Was she around your kids and your family members? Yes. Okay. So, uh, but when y'all rekindled, when y'all got back together, you said you met with the family. It was just her family. Or was her your family. family present? Her family. Just My her family. family. Your family. Yes. Uh, and then. So as soon as you met her, rekindled, you said, hey, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I'm not sure it happened just that way. But, <laughs> you just uh, said, do you want to pal around with it? I'll put it this way. She said she wasn't going to shack up. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, the, the proper thing was 
to um, be in marriage. And I think we're both very respectful and happy for that. Good, 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 mm-hmm. good. So, Angel, mm-hmm. what made you decide to get married? When you said that this is it wasn't the right timing, or let me ask you this, what made you reconnect with him? What made you reach out to his employee? It was honestly just like a random thought one day, like, oh, my gosh, Victor doesn't even know my dad died, oh, you know? Yeah, you said they were friends. Right. And so that is what prompted me to do that. But your question about marriage, I just feel like it was a proper time. I have two younger kids. I've been through, you know, some tumultuous relationships prior to that. And Victor is all man. Like he's super old school. I mean, I get I get the premium treatment every day. Explain so, it. Some people might not know what that means. What does premium treatment look like? I mean, I don't and it's it's the small things. I never have to worry about gassing my vehicles. He hates it when I attempt to open my own door. You said door. vehicles with an S on it. Oh, yes, with an I, I know, S. I know it's an S. You said vehicles. <laughs> Multiple. Vehicles. Yes, he, he keeps me laced up for sure. <laughs> That's a plus. <laughs> um, anything. He wants my kids to be happy, support them, and see them in anything they want to do, sporting events, uh, just groceries, just like anything that I could think of. Victor's there. And so she said, you're very old school, Victor. What does that mean to you when she says old school? What are some things that your generation believes in doing that maybe my generation have not taken full advantage of? Well, I've had a great 90 years, really a great career uh, owning my company. Uh, Been retired for 25 years in uh, next week. On the 31st of October. Yeah, 25 years retired. And uh, I've been involved with uh, nonprofits uh, in Seattle, where I'm from, and uh, this area, particularly SMU, something that uh, I enjoy doing. But this will be a change of pace, and uh, the devotion will be to her family and Angel. The devotion will be to her family and Angel. Yes. That's a powerful word, devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you've been retired for 25 years, and in those 25 years, you just focused in philanthropy work and working with nonprofits? Yes. And so when you say, my devotion will be towards Angel and her family, what do you mean by that? Well, obviously, I'm not the father. However, they will be treated just like they are my children. That's good. And uh, I'm going to grow up with them. Good. They're 10 and 8, and uh, uh, we have some things planned that uh, is very special for the children. That binds Angel and I even closer. Mm. We're building a new house. It'll good. be a year before we move in, but it's going to be special. What do you think about that, Angel? Like when you hear him talk like that, is that foreign to you? Have you heard guys speak like that to you in the past? No, absolutely not. Never. So how does that, how do you receive that? What do you think about that? I'm very special and very lucky and very blessed. So when you look at, uh, what were some of the comments that you saw under that viral video? 
the few that I've seen, because I've really tried to not engage. <laughs> but, you know, she's getting the bag. She's securing the bag. It's not love. Where's his family? Um, that's, you know, kind of the gist of everything. And his family was there. They just wasn't in that video, correct? Yes, there was some family there, mostly friends. I'm not going to sugarcoat. All family was not happy. Yeah. All family was not happy. So, Victor, when she says all family wasn't happy, uh, why wasn't the ones that weren't happy? Why weren't they happy? I think uh, one word, age difference, is the main issue. Right. And um, I'm a different kind of guy. I don't look at it that way. And... Many of my friends and two pastors um, say, if you're happy, that's all that matters, regardless of age difference. And that's how I look at it. I'm a young guy at heart. I yes, like to he be around, too. Yes. I like to be around younger people. To keep you younger. And mm -hmm. particularly now, Nixon and Seven, aged eight, ten and eight. Mm -hmm. And so when you said that um, you don't look at age, would you have married uh, an 80 year old woman? No, I can answer that. <laughs> Emphatically answer that is no. Well, Victor I'm has always had a thing for younger women. I'm going to respond this way. I had not been dating since uh, divorcing from the four year marriage. Right. And basically, I had not been dating prior to, uh, I was great friends with Angel, and uh, that's where it was. I was friends with her family, her mother, met her father on several occasions, and, um, you know, I was considered family, and they have welcomed me like family this time. It means a lot to me. So you feel like what brought y'all together is because you already had a history. You already felt connected to her family, which made the transition easier for you to say, you know what? This is not some new woman I've met. This is somebody that I feel strongly connected with her family. And that's the reason why I want to marry her. That is correct. Angel said, you said he has a thing for younger women. Yes. Is that, is, <laughs> why you say that? I mean, how, how much younger, how much younger was the last Love life? How how much younger was the last wife? Um, it was about thirty years. It was roughly um, twenty six years. Twenty six years, roughly twenty six years. And uh, what's the that you have? She said you have a thing for younger women. Um, what's the oldest? Or did you even put that much thought into it? Would you say that, now I definitely don't want a 70-year-old woman, or did you ever put thought about that at this age? Because you said your kids don't like the age difference. So who did they think would be a better match by age? All right. I have not really dated in my life. Oh, okay. Because you've been married for 50 I, years. I married at age 19. Makes sense. And uh, the four-year marriage, uh, her son was my caddy for five years or so. And um, she contacted me via text message and um, 
want to know if we could get together. Nothing compatible. I just blew it off. That was in June of 19, no, 2000. Oh, my goodness. Maybe 2020, like six, six, I guess. No, that's not that's No, it was yeah. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. 2016. So, um, August 1, she texted me again, asked if I would like to have a dinner with her. And I said yes, and a week later we had dinner. And um, two weeks went by, and I had a golf tournament in Seattle. The weather was just absolutely perfect. I invited her and um, uh, put her in a very nice hotel. I stayed with my brother-in-law and um, had no intention of marrying, to be honest with you. But again, as time went by, uh, I'm not a person to live with somebody that I'm not married to. Right. So that's why marriage happened. I'm not comfortable uh, any other way. So um, we're basically um, together till death do us part. That's the way we went into this marriage. Are you talking about this one? The, first, the this other one, you <laughs> yeah, wasn't. He went from her yeah, to her. Now he's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking about Angel. Okay, because well. the second one, you said yeah. bye. Yeah, that one. <laughs> you said, yeah, what will be till death do we part? You said. But Angel is um, is a very special person. What makes uh, her special? You keep saying that. What makes her well, special? You know, physically, I'd, if I were a woman, I sure wouldn't want to be in a beauty contest with her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love it. <laughs> But um, her um, her independence is number one with me. I would not want to be involved with somebody that just totally depended on me. And uh, that's what I admire about her. But beyond that, her intellect is way up there at the top. I would put her in the top five people that I've ever met before in terms of intellect and wow. intelligence. And I'm proud to say that I was involved in seeing that uh, she was taking care of going to TCU as one example. Yeah. So, so, so you were invested in her for, for a long time, from years ago. Yes. Yeah, that's good. So you saw something in her way back then. Yes. And you wanted to marry her then. She was like, no, not ready. And so did you put that out of your mind or did you still have that? You know, they always say that when you feel strongly and you're in love with somebody, you kind of never, they never get out your system. You kind of just, two years may go by, you think about them like, oh, I want to know what she's doing and want to know if you'll ever get the opportunity again. Was that the situation with you that you were always waiting for that opportunity again or did you put out your mind and then it just so happened when she, uh, to reconnect later? Well, uh, Angel never was out of my mind to be honest with you. And uh, when I divorced, uh, I wanted to reach out to her. I didn't have her number. I probably went by her mother's home several times thinking she might be there. If she was, I would have knocked on the door, but she wasn't. <laughs> so um, uh, I was very grateful 
for the call on March 5 to uh, reach out to her, get reconnected. Again, I have great love for not just Angel, for her entire family. For her entire family. Is that, I hear you say that often. Um, you're Italian, right? You, you're, you're Italian? Yes. And a family is very huge in your culture, right? Yes. That's why I keep hearing you say that. Um, you said one of the other things that people said, Angel, was that you got the bag. Yes. Right? The comments. Mm-hmm. What do you say about that? I said I absolutely did. <laughs> I mean, what 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 do I want to, why do I want a, a man that doesn't have anything? I've been there, done that. What you been with? You been with broke guys? Yes, absolutely. And And trying to encourage them, but they want to be in the streets and all sense of that word. Yeah. And I did secure the bag, but he also got something in me as well. What did he get? He got a beautiful woman, an intelligent woman, someone who vows to take care of him through thick and thin. Okay. Yeah. It gets no better than that. It gets no better than that. Yes. Victor, it gets no better than that. That is right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, Victor. Let's have fun. Would you have married her if she wasn't physically attractive? <laughs> Would you have married her if she wasn't physically attractive? Yes. <laughs> Frankly, yes. You would have. Because of her independence and knowing how she went through school studying. I was good in school, but when it comes to studying, I didn't like that. <laughs> um, I've been around her with respect to word games and other things, and um, it was just something that I had deep love for her talent, so to speak. But let me ask you this, Victor. Would you have been willing to see those talents if she wasn't attractive? You would have never gave her your phone number and exchanged phone numbers, correct, 16 years ago if she wasn't attractive to you in order for you to give her your number, correct? Well, I can't deny that uh, (laughs) she's not attractive to me, but again, I I married her for other reasons. Right, of course, of course. But we always got to talk about, like she said, Hey, she she wasn't going to deal with no broke guy. You know what I'm saying? And so, of course, she married you for other reasons. But because you have finances and she's dealt with guys that didn't. Hey, you know, that 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 made it a whole lot easier to say I do. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so when you look at that, Angel, you made the comment that you've dealt with guys that were broke in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you seen? What has he afforded you? Because women want safety. So did the finances bring safety or how he handles his finances with you? Because a lot of times people get married to guys that have a lot of money, but they're stingy. And so so you Mm -hmm. you got a guy with a bunch of money, but he ain't Mm -hmm. giving you nothing. He's controlling you with his money. So do you feel that he is a generous man that covers you and gives you safety in his finances? Um, Absolutely. Not only that, he gives me knowledge. I knew nothing about stocks too much at the age of 20 something. And I got, I I don't even remember how much money it was. Victor told me about a particular stock. I'll just go ahead and say it because I want everybody to know as well. It's called PACAR amongst other things, put a little money on it. And now my account's over 
six figures. And I mean, I started this little just off of something you that started out with how much? I think it was like $5,000. Really? Yeah. So he he put that into me. Like he puts me in rooms and in, in places I probably would not be in had I still dealt with the guys who were, I'm not going to put down broke guys when they're trying, but when you broke and you still trying to be a dog and all that, no, that's not going to work for me. Never again. You, you broke and you got the nerve. Yeah, and you got like, no, that's not going to work for me at all, at all, ever again in life. You, you said ever again? No. <laughs> so even back then, he was teaching you about stocks? Mm-hmm. He sure was. 16 years later, you see the fruit of that. Absolutely. And you said that's just one stock? That's just one. And you got some money, huh? You yeah. got some money before you married him, huh? I absolutely did and still do. <laughs> let's be clear. She said, let's be clear. <laughs> she yeah. said, said, let's be clear. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Victor. Why was you teaching her this stuff back then? Uh, just uh, a natural thing with me. For example, when I was in business, uh, we had roughly 300 employees. We had a 401k program. And uh, my participation in that was at the very top. Matched them one dollar for their dollar. You did. I did. In one year, I matched them a dollar and a half for their dollar. A dollar and a half. I did. I looked at the. We sent out mailings twice a year. I looked at every statement before it went out to feel good about their financial security. That's good. And uh, unfortunately, when I sold the company, the company that bought me, and they would not have bought me if I knew this, they cut back to 50 cents. Wow. And they were giving their employees 25, so they raised them to 50. My people got a 50%, 50 cent cut. I didn't like that. Wow. What, what type of, what line of business were you in? I was in uh, trucks, heavy-duty, Class 8, over-the-road, 18-wheelers, Kenworth yeah. trucks. You were doing well with them? You were in log- uh, logistics or you were building them? Or what, what? No, I was a dealer. Oh, okay. I was a dealer. And you had 350 employees? Yes. And so after that, you just did what? More in the line of investing and... Um, well, to start with, um, I'm not the type of person that just wants to make a lot of money. I'm not that type. So, um, basically, I live every day very well and uh, don't worry about the saving money. Uh, I learned how to make money. I know how to make money, and uh, things are going to be just great. When you say <laughs> you weren't the type that, you know, pretty much chase money, as I call it, why weren't you that type? Why did you say, I'm going to make enough money to be comfortable. I don't have to struggle for the rest of my life, but I'm not going to chase money where I, you know, whatever that meant to you. I'm going to go and live my life to become a multi-billionaire? Well, my life changed um, at age 14. My father took his life. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. And um, 
the family had basically no money. We had a roof over our head, and mother made all our meals and everything, but I earned every penny that I spent from age 14 through 19. I started as a mail boy for Kenworth at $190 a month. Wow. And um, never carried a credit card balance over to the next month. Everything was paid on time. So I would just work hard, learn, and took another step up. And finally, in 1979, I was offered the opportunity to buy the Kenworth dealership by the the owner of the dealership. How old were you at that time? I was um, 47. You bought your first dealership? Yes. And then what happened? Uh, we had a great two or three years, and then Texas was in a, I'm going to say, a recession for about 10 years. You know, the banks went out, the oil and gas were bad, home building was bad. So um, we scraped by and and, uh, stayed in business, and um, at age uh, 65, uh, we had an opportunity to sell the company. My family wanted to sell, so we went along with it, and uh, that's how it all took place. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, Angel, you said... From way back then, he invested in you not Mm -hmm. only from an emotional, from a mental standpoint, but also from a financial standpoint by saying, let me show you how to build security. Mm -hmm. Did you even realize what he was doing that many years ago, being that young in your 20s? No. What did you? I did not. what, What were you thinking? I was just thinking, you know, this is a nice guy. I would see how generous he was, not only with me. He was a philanthropist philanthropist back then. So I would see. I got a feel for it, but I still wasn't thinking like as in today where I would be financially because of what he instilled in me. But how he explains now, just all the little tidbits. We're driving down the highway. That building over there in 1950-something. I'm always learning something from him. It's like a history lesson. And Give me I an like example. That. He'll say that building there was what? Was that something yeah, he owned be, in the past or something? No, it's just like the bushes. He knows the bushes. So he'll be <laughs> like, the bush be, is in that building and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love history. <laughs> And yeah. so it was a, an amazing gift he gave you back then. What did he give you back then? What do you mean? What gift did he give you back then? Oh, well, plenty of gifts. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what, was the, what was the biggest gift he ever gave you, Angel? <laughs> well, probably the house. Yeah. I, I'm going to answer that. The biggest <laughs> okay. gift was uh, assisting her with her tuition. That yeah, I guess that. She, um, uh, TC, let's add that up. Yeah, TC is pretty <laughs> Basically, expensive. she built her foundation mm-hmm. through education, mm-hmm. and uh, just kept uh, advancing in school and being a nurse practitioner. It takes a lot of schooling and a lot of tuition money. Yes, but he was gone by then. By the time really? I became a nurse practitioner, you were gone. <laughs> well, was he still yeah. paying for it? No. So nurse practitioner, you had to have a master's to get to that? Right. And so he was there all the way through the bachelor's? Yes, correct. The bachelor's. And then and then from that point on, you 
you you flew on your own. Exactly. Did you mm-hmm. miss that security? Yes. <laughs> 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 Absolutely did. Why, why, why was he gone at that time? I just wanted to do my own thing. Like it was just important for me to to be independent and I just yeah. <laughs> She's told me she was just a young girl. <laughs> <laughs> but you did say you bought you a house before. Yes. And um and so um how did you feel being that young getting a house? To me, uh it felt you know, I had parents that put a lot into me, my value, what I was worth. I mean, in a sense, it felt normal for me. It felt normal. Somebody buying your house. It did. And you're talking about prior to that, you dating guys that, I mean, you're in your 20s. Yeah. So who, who's buying somebody a house in their 20s? Like, you'd be I happy mean, to get a, a meal at Red it, just, it was just like, <laughs> I mean, not, it was not like I was just super duper blown away. It was just like, yeah, I deserve this. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. And it was a very nice house. You, you said, I, I deserve it. You're like, oh, I just got a house. I yeah, deserve it. got a house. Other guys trying to take Cars. you to steak and shake. Cars. Again, S. <laughs> Talking about cars. So you bought you cars. Yes. What was your sister? Your sister over there. What was your sister saying when you was getting all this stuff? She was just like, girl, I mean, if that's what it is, go for it. <laughs> you know, she's the big sister. Like, she didn't see some things in her time. <laughs> you know? So, so what uh, are we talking about? Y'all used to this, huh? Y'all used to this level That's what I mean. Like, yeah. My mom and my dad, they, they put us on pedestals. Like, we, no, we weren't. I think just me dealing with other men, you know, obviously, Victor's older than me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. of course, I'm looking at younger guys and just all type of stuff that young people go through, just trying to figure themselves out. So your life. dad, you said your dad knew him. What did your dad think about y'all's relationship? <laughs> I can just imagine. What, he he told me something. He goes, Angel, you know what your daddy taught you? If it makes sense, it just makes sense. <laughs> that's, that's what he said? Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he told me one day. I said, all right, daddy. He said, if it makes sense, it if just makes sense. If it makes sense, it just makes sense. I said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the relationship you had with her dad? You said y'all was cool. What, what kind of conversations did y'all have about, did he know that you were dating his daughter? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he was... Um, more than okay with it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you take up a new hobby, catch up on some sleep, complete reading the book you've never had time to finish but always promised that you would? Did you know the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is by knowing what's important to you and making it a priority? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I couldn't have become the person I am today without therapy, to be honest with you. My vulnerability and transparency were cultivated in therapy, and it served as a foundation in which the beloved Dear Future Wifey podcast was built. Now, as you know, relationships of all kinds are important to me. Therapy helps with learning positive coping skills, managing expectations of myself and others, and most importantly, establishing healthy boundaries. Oh, boy, life is stressful, ain't it? Now, therapy is a safe space to recalibrate and recenter. Now, can I be transparent with you? 
Since the inception of this podcast, I've always wanted to do this right here for better help. Why? Because so many of you reach out to me seeking referrals for therapy services after each episode. My heart has been overwhelmed by the outpouring of you desiring help to show up better in life. And guess what? I believe the world is a better place with better help. It's entirely online, too. Designed to fit your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Wifey today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Wifey. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, um, it really shocked me when uh, she mentioned that her father had passed because, again, there is at least 20-plus years age difference between us. And um, I'm very blessed, seldom sick. Mm-hmm. Very healthy. Uh, I mean, it's surprising the things that he does at 90 years old. <laughs> it really dot, is. Dot, 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 <laughs> dot, 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 dot. Well, I still play golf. That ain't what she talking about. Yeah, right. she, she ain't talking about golf. She talking about other different things that are swung. She ain't talking about no golf. She says it's amazing some of the things you do, Victor. Victor, you be yeah, one of the things I did this week was resign my membership <laughs> from uh, a golf club in Scotland. Scotland called the Renaissance. You had a membership in Scotland. Yes. <laughs> he yeah, said in Scotland. So, so Angel, mm-hmm. which is what people say. They say, "All right, you married this." man that's 90 years old you married him because you probably don't have to have sex mm-hmm. and and they say look how you looking so so he said you probably probably don't have to have sex when he's 90 years old mm-hmm. what do you say about that i say i absolutely do have to <laughs> okay uh he rivals any 40 50 year old man and you know it's apparent and i hope everyone can see he is of sound mind, body, yeah. and soul. I I didn't have to put a gun to his head to make him to want to be with me. Okay, right. so he knows what he wants, what he's doing, and I hope that this is just a positive look for other elderly men that you know you don't have to necessarily get a younger woman but you can still have your functions right to be happy in life i um i enjoy driving my cars yes he and, enjoys that uh, a lot there's hardly a week goes by that i haven't driven in excess of 100 miles an hour <laughs> yeah victor you yeah. out here speeding and that's yeah. that is the honest truth 
mm-hmm. Victor out here speeding down these streets. Yeah, I'll tell you a little. Fast. I'll tell you a little story that happened a couple of months ago. A good friend of mine, a name to be not disclosed, <laughs> he picked me up in his Ferrari on a Sunday afternoon for a meal downtown in the Crescent. Yeah. And I knew that uh, he wanted to go the tollway, and he kept pushing a little bit, but traffic really wouldn't permit. Yeah. So on the way home, he finally found the last half mile before he exited on Northwest Highway. He got it up to 108. He told me that. I said, you know what? I drove my Volkswagen last week. <laughs> At 109. <laughs> that, that, that's a fact. And since then, every time we have a group for lunch or breakfast, he brings it up. <laughs> he said 109, your Volkswagen. I guess. You, you got some fast sports cars? I have uh, electric ID for Volkswagen. Uh, those cars are fast. Yeah, they're real fast. <laughs> so you love speed. <laughs> You love speed. Yeah, somewhat. Okay. <laughs> yes. He loves cars. He goes in and out. He just bought like a 911 Porsche. Well, I don't know why he bought that thing. It's but, not uh, at, nice. At this age, I make sure that I've got enough room up ahead that I don't have to worry about passing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so when you look at that so angel you mm-hmm. you you said this interesting disclaimer you said it's not like i put a gun to his head and forced him to marry me yes. is that something that you feel is there pressure coming from somewhere that they assume that mm-hmm. you convinced him to marry you oh, versus absolutely. the other way around yeah i got forgot to mention that earlier that's a lot of the comments that i'm seeing one was like she should be arrested she know that she forced him and just like, no, that's so not true. And yeah. it sounds like to me, oh, Victor been pursuing you for yeah, 16 yes. years. Victor that said, is very I, true. Yeah, Victor very said, true. I want to marry you. Mm-hmm. And 16 years ago, you said no. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back around 16 years later and said, hey, we rekindled. Yeah. How about you go? How you feel about pelling this 90-year-old man around? <laughs> Victor shot his shot. You <laughs> understand did. me? And he made it. He made <laughs> that said, shot. Listen, I'm intentional. What, what, what we doing? Like, what we doing? I'm friends with your family. Uh, God rest your father's soul. Listen, I'll pick up where he left off. What's mm-hmm. up? You know? Yeah. Uh, very intentional. So that's interesting. I'm glad that we covered that because it did, you know, people assume that you came and just took advantage of him, so to speak. Uh, Does this, the other percentage of his family members that haven't, that aren't in agreement with this union, Mm -hmm. do they feel that same way? Well, Victor says age and Victor, (laughs) a lot of times to me, likes to see the best in people, but it absolutely has something to do with me being black as well. Right, right. There's no question about it. 100%. So, uh, yeah, that's that on them. So what would you say to that? What would you say? No, Victor, what would you say to that? Do you feel like there's truth in what she's saying? You feel like it's truth in what she's saying about the family members that aren't in agreement with your marriage is age as well as race? Somewhat, yes. And what would you say to those family members who aren't in agreement with your union based on those two things? By and large, I have uh, accepted their opinions without criticism. 
And uh, the theme is that I'm happy, and I want to be happy in the future and let it go at that. Have you ever thought about being a politician? Because that was the best response. <laughs> right. Well, he said, I accept their opinion without yeah, criticism. Yeah, Andrew, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. Andrew's mother wanted me to run for president. I see why. <laughs> I see why. He said, I accept their opinion without criticism. Mm-hmm. And pretty much he's he wants to be happy. Not one time have I criticized. Everybody's entitled to their uh, opinion. But there's a time to stop. And I've asked him to stop. That's good. Or That's else. Good. Or else. <laughs> or else. You're not going to be in the wheel. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Keep sm- playing. <laughs> Keep playing. You're going to be in the wheel. <laughs> it's all, right. all right. Let me be quiet then. Go. Dad, be happy. <laughs> be like, be happy. Um, and so when you think about that, so you've always been that type of individual where it seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem to be the, in the, uh, the type of man that doesn't see race. Going back to losing my father and having a summer job, the same job for four summers, and I married the boss's daughter. <laughs> oh, that's how you met her. So after the second year, I was old enough to drive, and uh, basically I was managing uh, day labor for seasonal-type work. I had an occasion, 7 o'clock in the morning, where a gentleman by the name of Orville Black, World War II veteran, challenged me as a 16-year-old individual and uh, had something to do about the way I was backing the truck up or something. By the end of the day, we're friends. I've never had a problem racially with anybody i respect that totally i really don't see it as a difference and this is why my love for angel is real a true love story it's not something because she's pretty or she's looking good Uh, she's the whole deal she's a total package total Mm. package so what do you think about that, Angel? I heard his politically correct response about <laughs> he welcomed their opinions um, without criticism. What do you say? Because you probably feel different. You probably, how do they treat you? Um, <laughs> let's just say, um, you know, they're Victor's children. I, I try to be as respectful but um, I'm just kind of a like a no take mess type of girl. Right. And it's kind of gotten to the point where I could care less if I have a relationship with them or not. So uh, on the onset, were you trying to foster a relationship with them? Where did y'all have well, a sit down conversation and say, hey, listen, uh, you're talking to your kids mm-hmm. and your kids are older, like your kids around what age? They're all in their 60s. So they're all in their 60s. And so you sit down. Did y'all ever have a sit down to say, hey, listen, this is the woman I'm going to marry? Or did they just find out when they got a wedding invitation? No, I told them. They've known about me since back in the day. Okay, they knew about you back then. Yes, they knew about me 
before the engagement, but once they really saw things were real serious, yeah, getting married, that's when all of the hate began. And so it wasn't where I was in the same physical space as them. It's just, you know, his text messages I've seen and also them reaching out via social media, saying ugly things. they'll, They'll DM you? Oh no, it's it's it was open. Oh, they Wasn't put it on the comment. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I want to just add that one hundred percent of the time, I have been very positive with my family reference Angel. Not one time. Not ninety nine percent or ninety five percent. It's one hundred percent supporting my decision. To be in Angel's life. I want her in my life. And what do they say in return? Uh, Another way to put it, I guess, is we agree to disagree. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. It doesn't bother me. So you don't feel like you need their support at all? What if you, I said, you don't feel like you need their support? I haven't to this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that's that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a grown man. I don't need a kid. Hey, my kids. Well, to add to that, at at the reception, uh, several of my closest friends uh, just really... Fell in love with Angel, I tell you that. Yeah. Um, all of them. And these are people of different backgrounds and so forth. They may have questioned prior to the wedding. Right. What my ulterior motives were, but they've come to agree with my assessment for marriage to Angel. That's good. They love her. How'd that make you feel? 100%. Because it feels great for the people that we care about to, in a sense, validate who we care about. Mm-hmm. And because if you if you have someone that you love a lot, you do want the people around you, your friends, family, to actually say, oh, I see why you love her so much. I see why you love him so much and uh, buy in on that love because family is so important to you that I know at a sense is a little unfortunate that you don't have the buy-in from some of your family members because I keep hearing you talk about her family and her family, mm-hmm. but rarely have I heard you say our family you know, um, which is interesting. It's something I picked up at the very beginning. Uh, when you look at that, how does your family, how has your family received him? I just think it shows a lot about black people in general. We just and like our, we accept people. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that others cannot be that way. Yeah. You know, yeah. because they're privileged yeah, and they're rotten and spoiled. And so your family has been like, come on over here, Victor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly how it's been. And I- he loves it. <laughs> he loves it. And so what 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 has you only been married a few weeks, not even a month. Um, mm-hmm. What is different now that you are married versus when y'all were dating in the last six months? 
Well, hasn't even been six months. Yeah, it was six months, right? Yeah, because it was March, I think, yeah. when we came back. What is different? I think uh, Victor turned it up a notch. <laughs> How? What do you do? What do you do? He be on my phone all day. What you doing? Where you at, girl? Come here. Get over here. Get over here. I'm working. <laughs> you ain't got to work no more. Come on over here. Yeah, exactly what he says. But... He says, stop working. I'm retired. Be retired like me. <laughs> Would but, you retire? Uh, it, de- it depends. Like if there were certain things going on. To where maybe I needed to be there for him more or something like that, I yeah. would. But right now, I think I'm pretty good. You get joy out of it. You get yeah, joy I get out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You love to work. Mm. You just said <laughs> you said I get joy as you said well, earlier. You I, I, said, get, I, I do get joy. I like when if I go days without work and I do miss my patients. Like, so I that's how I know it's my gift. Which is but, different because a lot of women in your situation. Let me ask you this, Victor. Could she retire right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, would you prefer that she retires? Yes. <laughs> Listen, I said if he could cut me down, jump in my body, sew me back up, and just live in my womb, he would. <laughs> he want to know everything. <laughs> but you know, most women would do that. On social media, that's all they keep that's talking all they about, talk about. Is is. Passenger seat me, uh, <laughs> retire me, give me a soft life, yeah. you know, pay all the bills, let me sit at home. And they're like, well, what you going to do if you're just sitting at home all the time? I mean, I just feel like maybe those aren't extremely real boss women, you know? That's, those are the type of women that say things like that. So, so but what, what is that? So is that, is that, and I hate to throw this out there, is that you operating in your masculine where you want to go work, where you don't even have to work? Or is Mm-mm. it, be, or, or are you committed to your purpose where you feel Absolutely. like this is my purpose? Mm-hmm. I can sit at home and I'm going to be miserable sitting at home shopping all day because that's basically all you can do is just be at home shopping and buying stuff you don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel like your purpose is connected to yes, the work that you do. My purpose is connected to that, but don't get me wrong, I've cut down. <laughs> I have cut down, but have I completely left? No. But just as like a compromise, I have cut down. So why'd you cut down? So that I could spend more time with Victor. That's what he wants, you know? So you didn't do that for yourself? You didn't feel like, I'm tired of doing all, I'm like... Yeah, some of it for me too. Yeah. Some of it for me too, but for him too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you ask for that, Victor? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, yeah, he really wanted me to just... Victor, you want at home, huh? You (laughs) You want at home, up under you, huh? Well... She slide the microphone closer to, to Angel. Angel, slide the microphone closer. Yeah, yeah, and yes, yes. Now go ahead, Vic. Angel and her family came to Cabo, uh, Mexico, in July, and um, I have been wanting Angel to consider playing golf. <laughs> so um, several lessons uh, she took down there, but on the first lesson. <laughs> no more than 30 minutes. We went to the back nine on this course that's ranked 36th in the world. Wow. Called the Dunes at Diamante Golf Club. At age 90, I don't drive the ball as far as I did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. 
on the third hole after we started on the back nine, she outdrove me by 40 yards. Really? That's a fact. First lesson. Yes. <laughs> First lesson. So um, I want to encourage her to play more golf. You want to be a golfing buddy? Uh, I may have five more years of playing golf. And you want her to spend all those five years with you playing golf? And, and I'm going to do I'm, it. I'm not an avid golfer from their standpoint. I don't keep score, but I know in my head what I've done. Yeah. And um, I don't want to play more than twice a week. <laughs> and so this isn't like, Angel, come on, get up. Let's go play golf. She'll know exactly what my golf days are. And um, I want her to be out there on the course with me, not every time, but particularly come vacation time, travel. Um, her two youngsters are getting instruction from an instructor that I have known. So your, your kids are taking golf lessons? Mm-hmm. And they love it. It's going to be all in the PGA, huh? <laughs> Hopefully so. <laughs> Hopefully so. In fact, the instructor happened to be at the reception, and Seven asked Hannah, when are we going to play golf again? <laughs> That's my daughter. Your so daughter? My daughter. And she, how old is she? Eight. And she loves golf? Yeah, they really like it. What, my son. Interesting. What do your kids think about this union? Well, it was a little tough initially, especially for my boy. I just think it's How old is he? He's 10. 10. For any male to see another male come in, regardless of what he looks like, what age, when I've just been independent with them for so long. Uh, but he's definitely come around. And my daughter, she's never had an issue. She never had an issue? Mm -mm. What do you think that is? Um. I think because Victor's just such a sweet person and she sees that, you know, she she sees past all of the masculine energy that my son has <laughs> towards him. Like, who this man, you know, what's going on? So, but. Well, I'll give you an example. A week or so ago, Angel asked that I buy a box of Frito-Lay chips. So I brought two, one of each kind. Yeah. Well, this morning I get a text from Angel that uh, Seven requested, ask Victor to buy <laughs> more chips. <laughs> You're winning them over. You're winning them over yeah. one chip at a time. One chip at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a success story. Mm -hmm. um, and so what do you see with this marriage? Like what is something that you want people to know, Angel, about this unlikely union? That could be the title, an unlikely union. Yeah, there you there go. Uh, that this is just an example of how life is. You know, it's not going to be this story that's linear, A, B, C, D for everybody. And to just be more accepting and learn if you want to uh, what really is going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of just passing judgment off the rip. But that's just the type of society we live in. So, What kind of feedback have you heard from exes? I know they probably DM'd you or texted you and was like, oh, really? That's yeah. what we're doing? That's what we're doing? 
I had one ex was like, yeah, let me see a picture of y'all. I was like, no. Like, and everybody <laughs> wants me to post him on my social media, especially his family. Well, if she loves you, she'll post it. No, like, I've never posted my children on my social media. Like, I, that's just been me. I post me. All the pictures are of me. Yeah, they are you know? all of you. Of me. Like so nothing different is going on. So... How do you feel about that? I know you probably... Do, do you even have an Instagram page? <laughs> I, I want Angel to be the person that she has been. I married that person. I don't want her to change. That, 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 that right Thank there. Thank you. Right there. Right there. Boy, when uh, I tell you. I right want, there. I want her to have her independence. I want her to love me unconditionally. Slide that microphone over there, Angel. Push it. No, you can sit back. Sit back like you were doing. I want her to. Okay. Uh, Yes. Love me unconditionally, as I will do for her. Principles of marriage, very important to me. And um, But I don't want her to change one bit. Let me ask you this, because I, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. Do you feel any level of insecurity thinking that, you know, uh, your competition are younger men? Do you ever feel like that? Oh, I think um, in the early years that um that may have been an issue i'm a totally different person at this time with respect to friendship and being married to angel that's very important what i'm saying here i like her independence i want her to live her life the way she wants to live her life i'm not going to try to change her at one point I said, Angel, I may have to go to assisted living center before you could snap your fingers. He said, no, you're not. And you tell your family, I'm going to take care of you. That's good. I took that to the bank. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I want to add to that, you know, 65 and up, that's the elderly. They're one of the most loneliest mm -hmm. populations around. Yep. And Victor was going through that. He yeah. was going through that right before we got back in touch. And I know that through close uh, family friends that he has. So me coming into his life bought him just like this fresh yeah. beginning, you know, and gave him a new lease on life. It did. Yeah. I mean, he, he looks different. Like. He said at the beginning, he, he said he, he likes being around younger people to bring mm -hmm. back his youth. And he yeah. says he's young at heart. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that makes yeah. all sense in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to say that for that population, I was looking, because I told you I wanted to get into a little mental health piece about that. But, like, um, the elderly population makes up about 12% of the United States, but they account for about 18% of suicide. Really? Yeah. So, that's like one in four. One in four would complete suicide. I did and not know that. That's how bad it is. And I feel like he was going down that road because his father had already did it. And it's like in some weird way, he was wanting that connection with his father. You know, he had turned 90. He felt like his life had fell apart. And that's Let me no ask longer. you this. Why did you feel like it fell apart? It seems like it was going so great. Why did you feel like your life was falling apart? It seems like it was going so great. I was a lonely man. I admit that. And um, 
Again, I don't have close 90-year-old friends. I know friends that are 90 and above. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine just passed away at 101 last week. I've had friends in Seattle that are my age that are passing. Friends here are passing eight in the last 90 days from both cities. But um, again, my interest is younger people. I like to go to games uh, for younger people and see them develop. I'm astounded because I haven't been involved with high school football since my son played football in 1976 through 79. We had a very good team, but the talent that I see today is way above talent at that time, different. Mm -hmm. So I love being around Teenagers, we'll put it that way, okay? And so you felt like uh, you were just lonely. You were extremely lonely, and um, you felt like you had no more purpose on this earth? That is a good way to put it. Thank you, Angel. Yes, sure. It's so easy to, uh, and it got me emotional, to be honest mm -hmm. with you, because I love the elderly. I, I sit at the elderly's feet and just learn. There's so mm -hmm. much wisdom in y'all and um oh i'm trying not to break down crying okay. um that's all right yeah to, <laughs> i didn't know it was 18 percent that the 18 percent of those who commit suicide that population are the elderly yes absolutely the elderly because it's just loss of everything like loss of cognition loss of friends family they're not the center anymore could you imagine, you know? It makes mm -hmm. all the sense in the world. And mm -hmm. it's like, uh, it's just, it's, it, it means that their, their, their kids, their offspring have just made them feel like they no longer have purpose. That's right. And um, they get so busy about their own lives that they're just neglecting the mm -hmm. people responsible, the mother or the father, that they are fortunate to have both of them. Um, they just take them for granted that they're the reasons why they became everything that they are today. Mm -hmm. But they'll be the first ones with their hands out when they pass. That's and right. be like, oh, where's my, where's my, where's my money? Where were you at when I was living? Mm -hmm. Why did I feel so lonely if I had five of y'all, six of y'all, or eight? I mean, two kids, one kid. Why did I still feel lonely? Why didn't you check on me? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you try to see how I was doing? Um, so, on the behalf mm -hmm. of society, uh, I apologize to you, Victor. For a man who has such purpose, a man that has always put other people's needs above uh, his own, um, I apologize that we didn't do a good job on letting you know that you still have value, that you're still a man of purpose, that you are still a man of great dignity and that your life matters all the way until you take your last breath and it still matters after that. Thank you. So I apologize. Yeah. Apology accepted. However, I just want you to know, even though my father passed at age 14 for me, I learned a lot from my father. I learned a lot about 
maintaining friendships through my mother. And um, the main thing with my father, I knew how to work hard. And that was my theme for my whole life. And I think about my father often. <sighs> wow, I, I didn't know it was going to go there. I was trying to end it. And <laughs> Angel done took me back and got me all emotional. Sorry. Man, that, that's so important, though. That is mm -hmm. so, we just don't think about it. Yeah. We don't think about it. And one of my favorite movies of all time is The Notebook. Mm, you know, a, that was a really and, good one. And I love the notebook. And um, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, and I love how you always care for people. Like you said, that you are matching their 401ks uh, and then you, you know, dollar for dollar. And then you went a dollar and 50 cents per like that yeah. type of commitment to making sure everybody and you would check their investment statements like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm helping them build generational wealth. I'm going to add one more thing. Majority of companies put a limit on how much income they will match. Right. I had no limit. It was the Fed limit of over 15%. Really? That's a fact. Most companies limit it for 5 or 6%. Mm. Why? Why was that important for you, Victor? I grew up with nothing. I didn't know where my financial security was going to be. So that was a main interest with me and my employees. I wanted to be sure. And I was upset that I only had 90% of my employees in the program. I wanted 100%. Why wouldn't you take a dollar for your dollar? Yeah. That's the way I looked at it. Angel, how can people connect with you? All right. So um, if you're in Texas, I'm licensed in Texas. You can get to me at premiermentalwellness.com. And also I am on Instagram at, at angel underscore bonafide, B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E. Angel underscore bonafide on Instagram. Victor, you got Instagram? <laughs> no, he doesn't have one. He's not getting one. And Why? we're just gonna leave it at that. Why would you want Instagram? You, you, you won't let him get an Instagram. He's gonna be asking me questions every day, and I ain't how got you, time. How, you, how do you uh, DM somebody? <laughs> this, I got this message I can't get to. How I do this? They keep liking my comment. Right, how do I post a picture? That? Take a picture of me and post it. <laughs> I'm driving down the street real fast. Get a video of me flying. Victor go, Victor go viral. He, he, get, a, he get an Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> you like now? You be mad. You like Victor? Why you got a hundred thousand followers in, 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 in a week? <laughs> For real, you surpassed me. Shoot. Well, listen, man, thank y'all so much. Um, thank you for blessing me. I love yes, sitting down with people to add a wrinkle to my brain and not to be very judgmental because mm -hmm. I can come up with my own conclusions and assessments and be like, okay, this, this, this. But I love how you owned it. You was like, yeah, he got money. Yes, I did get the bag. Yeah. He said, yes, I got her. <laughs> yes, she's beautiful. Yes, she's intelligent. Yes, he named everything that he likes. And we all have the things that we desire. At the end of the day, get what you want out here. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a choice. And if you want to do this one time, choose what you want right the first time mm -hmm. and be unapologetic about it. Absolutely. Victor, Angel, thank you for blessing us on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. What, did you want to say anything else, Victor? Look like something's at the tip of your tongue. <laughs> 
I think we've covered the waterfront. <laughs> <laughs> y'all yes. give it up for them. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. 
I'm Latarius R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys, documenting my work with the homeless, as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Well, that was a very interesting episode. Um, that's what it's about. Tough topics. We 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 in there. We in there discussing these top tough topics and hope you're finding value in it. Um, well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. This is really, really short. Dear future wifey, just wanted to tell you I love you and I can't wait to marry you. That's all. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.